Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Please be advised that 6 degrees of reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. everyone welcome to six degrees of reality tv my name is amy and i'm your co-host and i am leslie hi leslie hi amy leslie we are letting people down because we are so late this week (laughs) there you know i believe that my bird got a tweet that said Mm. we will kill your master if you do not deliver this episode there we go allegedly Allegedly. Guys, leave Coco alone. Leave Coco leave alone. Coco she's our producer. Alone. She works really hard. She squeezes. She's not involved in this. She's trying to keep us humble. That's why she squeeches. Because the I, theme is getting to our heads. I am the Ryan to everyone in the uh, podcast universe today because I am just doing nothing and putting out shit late. <laughs> yeah. oh, <God. laughs> and everyone hates me. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, we did have a legitimate excuse. You know, Amy was traveling. Did. What did you and, do? And you were at a wedding in a bookstore? I was at a bookstore. I love that. I love that. It was so cute. And uh, my friend Jody got married. She's an opera singer. So she sang her vows, which was beautiful. She wrote this beautiful song. Her and her husband, like, sang their vows, essentially. Oh, that's really nice. He was very off-tune, but, you know, he's not a singer. But it was so cute. It was so cute. You just have such an interesting life. I'm, like, sitting home doing laundry. It's just the company I keep. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot to talk about because in two days we're going into decision day. Yes. And so there, I do have a, a min, min, little tiny, tiny spoiler, mini spoiler that I'm going to tuck at the end. So that'll stay there. All right, guys. So we are covering Married at First Sight Season 13, Episode 16, Weighing the Decision. Tonight, with only one week left until Decision Day, our couples will have the chance to talk with their closest family and friends before making the biggest decision of their lives. Pastor Cal tells us it's time for our couples to dig deep and really think about if they can spend the rest of their lives with the stranger they just met seven weeks ago. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with our faves, Mirla and Gil. Yeah, so as we were told from the very beginning of the episode, it's been seven weeks since they married at first sight. I love how they keep reminding us that this mm-hmm, is an experiment. Mm-hmm. They never yeah. met before, well, kind of, sort of. Oh, Lord. Every we we kind of got that from the title of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. so Gil walks into the kitchen. Um, he's referring to the framed wedding vows that they had. And he mentioned that she had vowed to make him happy in the key 
to that happiness is cookies. And then we see I the Nineveh is baking chocolate chip cookies. So yeah. I, I, I feel like, seen with this. Like, I hear it. I was feeling good. But then you're going to hear some of my thoughts I have on Gil later on. So yeah, Nila meets too. with her friend, Kiana, who is serving us some Inspector Gadget realness. I love that mm-hmm. hat on her. I was mm-hmm. like, love it. So she asked about Inspector red flags. Gadget. I was like, go, go, Gadget hat. <laughs> Loved it. So she asked about red flags between Mila and Gil. And Mila admits she can be moody. We all know that it's like mm-hmm. his number one complaint. And he usually takes it in stride. But sometimes he's like, all right. So she says she benefits from someone checking her, I guess. And like keeping mm-hmm. her honest. Like, listen, you're doing this again. So Kiana asks, what about decision day? And Mira takes a beat. So it's like, that's when she kind of pauses. And you're just like, "Uh uh-oh, what's what's she going to say? So she then says, the only con has been finances, which we see a lot of this episode. This is a huge topic. All of a sudden, the perfect couple is perfect no more because they're fighting over money. Mm -hmm. So... They will share finances if they continue this marriage, essentially. So she talks about not him not having savings and how that was alarming to her. Mm-hmm. And there's a drastic difference in their incomes, which he's mentioned before. So has she. She's worked her way up. She humble beginnings. She worked really hard. And apparently, he just got started as a fireman. So we don't know yeah. what career he had prior to that. But clearly, he wasn't saving away money. So there has been some footage of him that has surfaced of him on different types of shows, like normally segments on like local news and stuff where he's doing stuff around personal fitness. So I don't know if he was a personal trainer, maybe. Oh. Do you know what personal fitness is that a thing? I think I meant personal training. Yeah, personal training. (laughs) What is this? That's how unfamiliar I am with the gym. There's a personal fitness person. So he was like, I don't know, like on one of these local news channels, like showing somebody how to do push-ups. So I think like he was involved in that. I think. But yeah, PFP, sure. personal fitness person. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so Mila says she wanted someone with an established career, someone who always knew what they wanted and was working towards that goal, similar to how she's been in her career. And she wants to travel. She wants to have kids. And she says that in her mind, she sees Gil as being 25 years old in the sense that he is just establishing himself in his career. Okay, so, like, yes, that's fair, but it's also not fair. Like, I'm, I changed careers big time when I was 30 years old. You know, I went from working in, like, corporate America to going back to school, getting an MFA and becoming a professor. So... I get, and I'm like, kind of like, I could change again. And my husband, like, he's a carpenter and it's really hard work and I could see him changing. So I I don't think, you know, I I think the main thing for me would be as long as he has a job and he's doing something. Like, being a a firefighter is pretty noble. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like he's a drug dealer, like, or excuse me, street pharmacist. You know, he is none (laughs) of those things. He's a a PFP. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like, but I also get where she's coming from. Like she's so far. And this is why I don't, didn't she tell the experts this? Do they not listen? Pastor Cal, open up your ears. (laughs) See, they were probably thinking like, yeah, but Gil is so charming and easygoing that he'll just talk her out of, 
you know, mm. that Bundy purse. And she's like, I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she mentions that she doesn't want to change her lifestyle. And again, I feel her on this because she did work hard to get where she is. And why should she deprive herself of things that she's used to? You know, like getting. So, because then I started thinking, okay buying Fendi purses or $1,000 shoes, I don't do that because that's, first of all, I can't afford it. And second of all, to me, that's a waste of money, especially because I have so much student loan debt. So I'm like, I agree. why would I yeah. do that? I'd rather spend 300 bucks on a concert. So that's yeah. kind of where my money goes. But I understand that getting the nails done, like I have to get my nails done. I have to get my hair done. Like if I don't do these things, I feel ugly and I don't want to get out of bed. So for me, yeah. these are like essentials. And for her... Her skin routine, her beauty routine, all of that is essential to her, which is fine. But I think where he's coming from is like, you don't need a thousand dollar shirt kind of thing. Yeah. I And I think too, like, it just is antithetical to how he lives. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, it's different. A lot of people are equating it to like Rachel enjoying to travel. I feel like it's different. It's different. It's yeah. a little materialistic. And yes, she can afford it. And yes, she deserves it. But I don't think the their their goals align like their worldview i don't think right. really aligns because she wants to live like in a fancy high-rise and a pen hell preferably and he can yeah. live in a shed and be happy and, right. and she's let's like, face it i don't want to like, <laughs> let's face it you don't choose to be a firefighter for the glamour and the no. money right just like you don't choose to be a teacher for that exactly. so like i think he's just somebody who has different kind of out world outlook and i'm not saying either one is right or wrong Right. I just don't think they align, which and is sad. But for him, he's content with his life because he has a respectable job, you know, that's steady income, and he's able to take care of his mom back in Colombia. So it's yeah. like, for him, he's doing well. What he, I think, is fearing is that she's, well, we'll get to that when he talks to his mom. But Yeah, go ahead. So, so this is pretty much where Kiana says, well, you guys have different lifestyles. He's very humble. Mirla agrees. So later on, we see Mirla and Gil go on a date. So it's like this disco rolling <laughs> rink. I loved it. I used to love so roller jealous. skating. I love it so much. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would take two-hour train ride, the D train, from the Bronx all the way to Brooklyn, the last stop, Coney Island, to mm -hmm. go to Dreamland Roller Rink to go roller dancing in Coney Island. That's what go. I did. Like in I loved roller skating. It's, oh, it's this was recent. Okay. So, well, yeah, 2009 was not that recent. That was like a million years ago. Look, um, past the age of like 10, I was not able to get on skates. I, so. much. I still have my own skates. I got um, roller skates, roller blades. I got ice skates. I have them all. My sister Love bought like adult roller skates. And when we go out to Rockaway, she roller skates on the boardwalk out there. Oh, so. that's awesome. It's mm -hmm. such great workout too. Yeah. Because, like, you don't feel it because you're having fun, and then you kind of get home, and you're like, why do my legs hurt so much? They're so heavy. Yeah, because you had yes. heavy wheels on you pushing yeah. you down. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, enough about me and my roller rink days. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> so, Marilyn Gill said, and have a chat about Decision Day, because as we all know, it's coming. So, Gill starts talking about how the easiest part was getting married, um, and now the hard part is deciding to stay together. So Mirla flips her hair and jokes, you know, 
deciding to stay with this fabulous woman. And Gil is like, it's easy to say that, it's easy to say no to that because beauty fades. And that's when I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. I'm turning was... on you now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of got the impression that he was a little, I don't want to say misogynistic, but he's hes steeped in traditional gender roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know if he knows how to relate to her on that level. Yeah. Because we have established in the past, in past episodes, that they do have a playful relationship. And yes. that they're always, like, egging each other on. But now I'm starting to wonder, is he saying mean things with a smile right so people think he's a good guy and that's how he really feels or is he really teasing her like what's going on there right because sometimes they'll say something and i'm like stop being a baby yeah like you're just coming off as a big baby exactly. and you know there's times where i i turn on her like it's really a situation where you just don't know what's going on exactly. and did you see the previews for next week where he says they consummated the marriage yes called but... it but... Yeah, so the, this... the chemistry between them, definitely, a hundred percent. And Mirla's just kind of like, oh, okay. She's like, why do you want to tell her business? Like, I totally mm-hmm. get that because mm-hmm. she's probably afraid. Okay, so now I know that I gave it up, and if he says no, I look stupid because I know that's yeah. what she's thinking. Well, and I think we've seen this before in past seasons. I think this is common with people who have jobs, like, kind of not in the private sector, but definitely in the education sector where they mm-hmm. just are are conscious of their reputation on television. Yeah. Not that it is a big deal to bang your spouse on television. Don't forget these guys are married. Yeah, they are married. But I, I think that they're just more careful of their image. And Mirla knows how to play a camera. Yeah, she does. She really does. <laughs> her so much. So Mirla says, I hear you and I, and I disagree. I hear you. I receive you. And I throw it away. Yeah. (laughs) As do I, because that's not the vibe I get from her. Because again, yeah, she's a bit of a diva. She likes certain things. She's accustomed to a certain lifestyle. But she's not rubbing it in anyone's face. Because he made it seem like sometimes you act like you are above other people. And that's not true. At least that's not the impression that I get. We're not seeing that. I don't know if it can, I don't know if her snarky comments can come off that way to him Mm -hmm. sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. We don't see that, though, so I don't know. It could be an insecurity thing with him, too, you know, that she's so successful and earns a lot of money, and that presses a button in him somewhere. Yeah, and he keeps calling her a spoiled brat, and he talks about how hard he's worked for what he has, and not growing up rich. Well, hello, Nina Demirla. She didn't grow up rich. We saw where she grew up. It was literally yeah. like a one-room house. Like it was like the room. Forrest Gump Jenny house. It was like... A tin roof. Rusted. <laughs> We're not making fun of poverty, guys. We're no, just saying. I just love the There's a great videos. song. Yeah. <laughs> the love shack, baby. Yeah. So she's a self-made woman. And I remember, and then I wrote the weirdest thing in the world that I don't, it doesn't even make sense, but it's so stupid that I'm going to read it because you'll enjoy okay. this. Don't read on her parade because you're holding a tiny umbrella. Hers is oh. large enough to cover the both of you, and she's willing to cover you as long as you contribute your part. And don't judge what she does with her coins. Kind of does. I lost the wow, energy there, but Leslie. it was going somewhere <laughs> with the umbrella thing. Don't read her parade. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So he again reiterates, "I'm a simple guy and doesn't need the finer things in life." So 
Okay. It's not a perfect fit. So that is what we're getting from this. Yes. High rise. He could live in a shack with his dog. He doesn't care. And then he says he doesn't want to be with someone who only looks at expensive things as the only way of life. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, okay, Mila and Gil, they're forced, because she's not going to want to go home, to go to Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Do you buy Scott Tissue of the Costco brand? You Uh, save an extra penny for, you know what I mean? I feel like like Mila has a bidet and is like i don't know using moist towelettes and having somebody wash them all the time i don't know what's going on over there i just gave you a real bad image mental (laughs) image there yep so then later on we get a scene with gil and he's facetiming his mom so he's talking about whether the mother's asking like oh are you gonna stay together you know and he mentions divorce and Mirla being high class and he claims that he doesn't that it doesn't bother him as long as it doesn't change him which I don't think Mirla is trying to change him it doesn't come off that way from what we see I don't think so at all right I think the way she sees it is like well this is where I'm at you know you can join me if you want but if not I could still do it kind of thing the one thing about her is I feel like she is refreshingly honest yeah she is yeah she's just like this is what it is you either like it or you don't and then he says that she's traditional, and that her dad paid all the bills. Meanwhile, she wants to drop $300 or $1,000 on shoes or a shirt. And then he says he can pay all the bills, but he'll end up with no money. And she earns more than him. And I was like, bingo. She earns more than you, and you're intimidated. And that bothers you. I mean, he's like, it's almost double what he makes. Yep. We saw, you know, kind of... Uh, that creeping in in episode like one or two mm-hmm. where he was just talking like this. Like, I just think he's super traditional. Yeah. And I think it hits, it presses a button somewhere in him. And he, he may not that... even be conscious of it. Like, he may be one of these guys that's like, you know, I'm perfectly okay with my wife earning a lot more. But like, and he has that, right, he has that implicit bias. Like, he just yeah. can't get past it. So it's like, okay. So what was interesting was that he's saying that it's not fair for him to pay all the bills because she makes more money than him. I agree. I think that they should split it. That would be fine. Like, I have no issues with that. That would be perfectly fine. And even then, she would still have money to burn, which I guess bothers him because that's not an option for him. Right. And and his his point is, is she going to want him to do all these crazy things that cost a lot of money and he's not going to be able to? Yeah. He won't yeah. be able to keep up with her lifestyle. Right. And maybe he's too proud to be like, oh, I'll cover you. Maybe she doesn't, he doesn't want that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the mom is like, well, these kind of things take time. And he's like, yeah, decision day is like four days away. Like, you can't take any more time. <laughs> time and he starts up. complaining about how she complains all the time. And she's a brat and this and that. And I'm well, like, of course. oh, Lord. And then he tells producers that if she doesn't change... They won't make it. Thong, thong, thong. Yeah. So then with them, we get to their last night together before decision day, before they got to move out, spend the time apart. And Mila and Gil are getting ready for bed. She asks if she's going to, you know, she asks, like, are you going to miss me? And he's like, because, you know, you can never get a straight answer from him. He can't be yeah. serious for two seconds. 
And he tells producers he doesn't take divorce lightly, but that he has doubts. So Mirla finishes her skincare routine and gets into bed. Gil says there's been some good and some sprinkle of bad, but she's been easy to talk to, easy for him to be vulnerable with her, never feeling judged for his upbringing. You know, so there are good things. And from what we've seen, there's a lot more good than the bad because the only bad that we're seeing is him complaining about her not wanting to do things which she'll complain, but she'll eventually go along with it. Unless yeah. it's something that's really, like, against her boundary, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that, and then they move on. Or that she makes more money. So those are, like, the big issues. But as we know, finances can sometimes be a big deal breaker. Yeah, sure. Yep. Absolutely. So they're going to have to spend the next day apart and see, you know, what their goals are and if they're going to say yes or no. I like when he's like... What's my wife thinking right now? She's probably not thinking about anything. She's probably worried about her outfit. And, they show and then her he in cuts the closet. her in the closet, <laughs> picking out her outfit. All right. So let's go over to uh, Brett and Potato. I was enraged about Ryan last night. Yeah, you night. were a hot potato yesterday. <laughs> I, I was hot potatoing last night. I, I'm just, guys, please excuse my voice. I taught three classes today and I recorded another podcast today i'm like eh, i'm running on empty um potato pissed me off and i'll get to it okay so ryan and his friend never got the friend's name i don't know why i watched this like three times could not get the friend's name yeah, i, I just always looked either. away at that moment i don't know what was happening ryan and his friend the friend is like as memorable as ryan like whatever <laughs> basic dude they're Point playing checks. tennis and ryan tells the camera he and brett are not on the best of terms right now and he feels terrible and the friend's like, do you regret getting married at first sight? Like, how'd it go? And Ryan's like, no. I mean, there were some positives. And I'm like, maybe the free honeymoon? I don't know what else he would think are the positives. Yeah. Because we, we, we had our inside source. And inside yeah. source said not even a boob was touched. Exactly. So there was, you know. Mm. Okay. So the friend kind of pushes him. And he's like, dude, you've been a serial dater. And it hasn't worked out. <sighs> Ryan's like, okay, so Ryan has some, Ryan and Zach have some circular logic here. Okay, so Ryan's like, that's not really true. Things, I don't even know, Leslie, how to explain this to you, how it is logically (laughs) wrong, but you see if you could follow this. So the friend's like, what you've been doing so far in all these different relationships hasn't worked. So maybe you should try something different. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ryan says, well, that's not true because in every relationship I can tell you what went wrong. Okay. So what went wrong? That, yeah, like it doesn't, that's not what he was saying. The point is that something went wrong, Mm -hmm. not what went wrong. Oh, he's such an idiot. Okay. Anyway, so he's like, oh, I could tell you why every relationship didn't work out. The friend says, Ryan is not a good communicator. You think? Yeah. We saw, we see him. Oh, I won't skip ahead. The friend says, you don't just end a marriage. Like you really have to think things through. So then they go over to sit at like one of those concrete picnic tables where when you're a kid and your shorts are short, you get the rash on the back yeah. of your legs from sitting there too Aww, long. Fun times. <clears throat> fun times. Um, the, and he tells the friend, he's like, look, here's what I did. I downloaded a dating app. <laughs> 
And then the he looks right at the camera. It was so weird. Like Ryan breaks the fourth wall and he's like This episode I know what that happens a lot. Yeah. He's like, I know it wasn't right. He looks right at the camera. He's like, I know it wasn't right. He's like, I'm so upset because I did this for the right reasons. And it's just so hard. And I just have a note here. Like, I just feel like he is so inauthentic. He is. Like he just is. And people like everybody's kinda like and he would be the first one to say this, like, oh, if you go back and watch my footage, I say nothing wrong about Brett. Like, he's one of these people who's, like, playing the camera. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about Brett, so I'm going to come off as a good guy. Like, I'm going to get a good at it. But, like, no, you just look like a douchebag because you didn't even try. I'll get to it. Exactly. Brett tells us. A few days after their fight over the dating app, she came back to the apartment and Potato had come and packed up and taken all of his stuff, even the coffee maker, which is savage. That's petty. That is savage. Yeah. If I get up in the morning and the coffee maker's gone, I'm just burning down my house. Yeah, those are fighting actions. Yes. Yes. I don't think no violence unless coffee is taken away from me. Yes, yes. No horse barred. So she's still trying to process what happened, and she gets a call from her sister, Jen. So Brett tells the camera, and this is, she perfectly summed it up here. She's like, the thing that offends me is that Ryan can't take responsibility for himself when you confront him with something, which is such an analogy for how he operates. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to give her one of these. Because she nailed it, nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Like, he he just knows enough to be slimy enough to keep his hands clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not not robbing this convenience store, but I'm not going to call the police on that guy over there who is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's one of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things just happen to him. He takes no accountability. Yep. All right, so then I wrote, let's talk about why Ryan is such trash. He's doing the absolute bare minimum, so he doesn't look like an asshole, but he's barely even in this and won't admit it and is making Brett feel like she's crazy and she's done something wrong. So he's gaslighting her. Yeah. So there we go. Brett says she gave this her all every single day, and he just didn't realize it would be this hard. And he just threw up his arms when he didn't get what he wanted, like, I didn't get what I ordered. And Jen, Brett's sister Jen reminds her, you didn't get what you ordered either, girl. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. this is, for me, this potato is pretty much just like in a 90s sitcom. He's like the jock all-star, and he gets hooked up with the goth girl with the weird piercings, and he's like, this is not what I signed up for, and I can never change. She could never be beautiful for me, even if they give her a makeover. Yes, yeah. Like, they'll give her a she's all that makeover where they just take off the glasses. Yep. Exactly. There you go. So Ryan comes over to visit Brett and get some things. Now, he's coming over to apologize to her. And to look good on camera. But he cannot even bring himself to walk in and say, can I talk to you about something? He has to be like, oh, uh, I forgot some of my things in my gym bag. And, like, goes into the other room and then comes out and is like, um, um, so what's up with you? Oh my God, he's a man child. Yeah. All right. So he's like, so they, she starts talking because she's a brilliant communicator. Yeah. She starts talking to him and he's like, look, 
I'm sorry that I... Now, did you notice what he said here? He goes, I'm sorry that I left when we were at your apartment. The night we were at your apartment. Oh. Did we not see this? Is he now referring to this apartment as her apartment? Or did they go to her real apartment? Hmm. He said her apartment, because I'm partially deaf, so I always have the closed captioning on. He said your apartment, he said to her. I feel like he's just saying her apartment in terms of this whole married at first sight apartment is her place. Because he was never really in this. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. So he says he didn't intend to upset her in any way and she did nothing wrong. And she goes, yeah, I know. I know I did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, I appreciate the apology. Then he tells the camera he doesn't know if he could sleep. He's so torn up over this. She's such a great person. He thinks so highly of her. I want to vomit, like spray vomit, like uh, the exorcist, pea soup, (laughs) spray vomit all over him. He leaves and he's like, thank you for not hating me. And she goes, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So that's them. We don't really have anything more with them so now we're gonna turn to zach and apparently his family gill yeah that was so (laughs) random but we do get these two guys together so we get a scene where there's a very happy zach hanging out with gill and gill is talking about how this marriage this whole married first date thing is extreme leslie why is zach all happy why is zach happy because he got laid because he got bang, 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 bang. Yep. That's the only reason mm-hmm. why he's happy. And the yep. only time he thinks that McKenna's a great person is post-sex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Sex says, not going to lie, this whole experience on Saturday was very traumatizing to me. And he's referring to, you know, the infamous couples there, um, getaway, debacle, mm-hmm. and all that. So go ask him, has this ever been the type of situation? Zach says, never. So he had never been in this type of situation before with any other girl. So it's all my No, and remember, fault. guys, he was, like, calling ex-girlfriends. He was calling ex-girlfriends <laughs> to verify that he was a good guy. Yes. If you're doing that, something's gone wrong. Yeah. So Gil was like, so what happened? And Zach gives us this whole... We had a conversation at the couple's retreat. It was like an argument, but it wasn't anything serious. Then we flash back to the bedroom scene, the go home now scene. Cut to the most exciting footage ever captured on this series of the producer <laughs> holding her back, her slamming the door and screaming, get out! So we, we see all of that in flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks on this episode. Yeah. So Zach says he's had enough. That time, it was she was just out of his comfort zone. So he yeah. doesn't know what to do. How to, you know, and I'm thinking like, hmm, how about stop sleeping with her? That might help. That would be the first thing to stop doing. Stop love bombing her. And step two, take responsibilities for your action. Being hot and cold with her isn't helping the situation. Like her temper, her outbursts, we're scary. I'm with you, dude. We're scary. We're on your side. But then you go and you sabotage yourself by reeling her back in and sleeping with her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Gil asks if Michaela has apologized, and he says no, but that he felt better after the meeting with Dr. Pepper because she honed up to, you know, whatever they were doing. And I'm like, Zach. I know, listen. I know, I know. I, I was just He's like, another one who talks in circles. So Zach felt relieved because 
he gets off the hook because she acknowledged that she overreacted. Okay, yeah, McKenna never really acknowledged it in a sense. She did say at some point, yeah, I could be that way. So, <laughs> But they had sex, so who cares? Well, then they show flashback to her on the wedding night mm-hmm. with his brothers, I think, or family. And she's like, I don't go for drama. I don't go for yelling. <laughs> I don't go for screaming. Don't like any of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, We're all kind of sure. like, okay, producers, thanks. And then he says her actions have showed him that Michaela is into this marriage for the right reason. Mm-hmm. So, Gil's like, all right, man, whatever. This took, after the, took place after <laughs> the bang. So Gil, like, does this mean she has learned from this experience? Fuck no. Like, are you serious? And Zach said it took... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man, this is bad. I know, I know this part. Go ahead. Zach says it took <laughs> this process and a guy like him to get her to realize that her behavior is not okay. Nope. Nope. It's not your job, Zach. <laughs> not your job. Gil is like, got it. No. Mm-mm. This is like Love After Lockup where Lisa's like, uh, God put me in Stan's life for a reason to teach him a lesson. No. <laughs> no. This doesn't happen. No, God, the devil. If there's a God, God doesn't put people in each other's lives for revenge, guys. No. No, 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 no. And I'm just like, this is so going to crash and burn, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And Gil tells Pooja producers that out of all the couples they would throw the biggest surprise on decision day because they are so hot and cold and i'm like yep. yeah yeah and that you don't know what can happen at least minute to minute with them and it's so true because in one instant he's getting up and leaving and saying he doesn't want to talk to her he can't deal with this and then she's like do you see i'm the victim i'm being left mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. next instant he's like let's talk about it let's hold hands let's fuck you know mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's their little bro-out scene. So now let's go back to Michaela, what she's doing. So in the beginning of the episode, very beginning, they do like the self-record little diary update kind of thing. So there's this random scene where Zach is self-filming himself in the car, and he's pointing at the window, showing us <laughs> that Michaela's in the other car. And she so don't I, look happy. She does not look happy. So I guess that's his intent of being like, see, guys, we're in a better place. We're cordial to one another. Mm-hmm. We can be on a vehicles. highway together. Yeah. yeah. Separate vehicles. We get along just great. She's not running me off the road. <laughs> exactly. She's not Armando's ex-wife. Oh, R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> I was just watching every day. Sorry. <laughs> so Michaela's sister, who's my favorite sister, and I am logged in. As Sharifa, Makeda's sister. She is the second hero of the episode. We all know who the first one is. It's not it's not her. We'll get there. Okay. So Sharifa pays her visit and they hug it out at the door. And my and then I was like, wow, Michaela has a really nice body. Like the little jersey net dress that she had on. Oh "Oh, yeah. She's gorgeous. Because she's always we're just so caught up in all her emotions that we don't even get to look at her. She's gorgeous. And I'm like of course Zach wants to bang her. Look yeah. at her. She's a knockout. Yeah. Okay. So she's telling us that the sister is team Sakela and wants them to work things out. So Makeda starts by telling her sister there's a lot that happened and that Zach did something that she didn't like, which was done before. And that's when we cut to the scene where he leaves, when they had the first meeting with Dr. Pepper, and Zach says, today's not the day for this conversation, and walks off. So Michaela tells her sister, Zach thinks, I'm this combative person who snaps out of nowhere. 
Hmm. Where does he get that from? Oh, Michaela. <laughs> so she I love her... you, but you're your own worst enemy. She is her own worst enemy. <laughs> so she tells her sister about the meeting with Dr. Pepper and how Dr. Pepper asks Zach if his discontent is based on one thing. This one thing. Her reactions in conflict. And it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And that there are a bunch of positives outside of her being explosive and knee-jerk reactions and all of that. And she tells her sister that her reactions are a problem, that she wants to have kids someday and needs to work on it and get rid of it. Okay. Admitting mm-hmm. it is the first step. Mm-hmm. And her sister's just nodding. And then <laughs> I feel like her sister probably heard this before from her. So she was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Again. She's a fantastic older sister yeah because she's just like mm-hmm, i see you i see your bullshit and then she asks yeah. her the questions that we all want answers to so anyway mm-hmm. she tells sharifa about having to hold hands in front of dr pepper and speak to each other before decision day they had to meet up and speak to each other so they promise to talk and they leave and she mentions being hungry and zach is willing to feed her with more than just a sandwich mm-hmm. dick, you guys it's dick Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Michaela says that was the first time she felt they talked and understood what the other person was saying. You got to really work at figuring out what Zach is saying. Because he talks in circles. I don't know what's going on. You know, and then while they are still there, Michaela reveals that Zach asks her to spend the night. So at this point, Zach, dear friend, you lost me. Okay, you I have something to say about this. Michaela. Is a it's crazy. Confused. Yes. Yeah. I have something to say about this. On Reddit, supposedly, mm-hmm. Zach commented. And he said that they had not slept together since the honeymoon. So they slept together on the honeymoon mm-hmm. or on the, the wedding night. Yeah. And I think maybe the first night of the honeymoon. I can't remember what he said. And he had COVID. Like the first day he was feeling awful. And then... They didn't bang again until this time that we're seeing now. That's what he's claiming. That's what he's claiming. That's what he's claiming. <sighs> so, yeah. So, so that just made me question, like, how does Zach behave off cameras? Because Michaela says it felt normal. So Michaela doesn't know where they stand. And within the span of the week, they went from Zach not speaking to her at all to them to him asking her to spend the night. So Michaela admits there's yeah. still a lot of work to be done. We get Sharifa talking to producers and she says, I don't know if Zach is leading her on. I don't know if Zach is leading himself on. And that Zach doesn't exactly know what he wants. And she is so right with that. She's so right. And he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's, we'll get to it at the pool scene, but he's mm-hmm. cooked up this elaborate scheme. Makes no about- sense at all decision day that makes zero sense and Michaela I think is just she's like is he fucking with me is this real I don't know what's happening yeah so Sharifa wisely says Zach needs to sit down with himself and figure things out and that's go when we leave Sharifa that. yes I love her I love her too okay are we moving on to Jachel yep Okay, guys, this is where we meet our true hero, hero of the episode. We should have, like, a hero of every episode. This is our hero. <laughs> Rachel's chilling with their friend, Larice. Now, it is spelled L-I-R-I-C-E, so I'm going to say Larice. I think mm-hmm. that's how it's pronounced. She tells Larice, Jose, Rachel tells Larice, Jose is wonderful, 
And he's everything I asked for. And nothing can stand in our way. And then she has to pretend, I guess, that she's second-guessing this. But we know she's not. We know she's going to say yes on decision day. But all right, let's pretend. Here we go. So Rachel says the cons are that Jose doesn't listen. And then there's the locking out night when he pretty much verbally abused her. And we get the flashback on murder cam Mm -hmm. where he's screaming at her like, get your shit and get the fuck out. Get your shit and get the fuck out. And I have to say, it's pretty aggressive. It is. It's really aggressive. And I could see why she, again, guys, we talk about this all the time. Rachel has that little voice inside of her that she's not listening to. That little voice that she just can't seem to shut up is saying, this dude is scary. This dude is scary. This is scary. he is yelling at her and there's a producer sitting yeah, in between he doesn't give them, a trying fuck. to moderate it. He's like, get the fuck out, yep. get the fuck out. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He's mm-hmm. aggressive with her. So um, Rachel says he's making an effort. And guess what, Larice? He even made note cards to remind himself to be a human. And one of the note cards is, I promise to never deadbolt the lock. Okay. Larice, hero, tells mm-hmm. the camera... If you want to be a good person, you just do it. You don't need a note card to remind you not to lock your wife out of your house. Thank you. Then then she tells Rachel, like, I turned my head for a split second and thought this was still in the confessional. It's not. She says to Rachel, the note cards are trash. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Thank you, Larise. The note cards are trash. And Rachel just looks like somebody slapped her across the face. She was like, I thought that was romantic. (laughs) So Rachel's like, okay, maybe I'm being a little naive. And then she tells the camera, I have not always made the right decision about men. We hear that, girl. I mean, who has? But like, you're you're developing the little voice. Now you got to listen to her. Listen to that little voice. Yes. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So... Jose is sitting down with his friend Emmanuel, and he starts by telling Emmanuel his credit score. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) I was like, wait, did I miss that? Jose says he and Rachel are a great team, and that's what he wanted. A team player, a teammate, a buddy, a pal. Like, okay. He does little things. She does little things for him. Like, if he doesn't have a lunch, she's like, oh, I got you. I got you. He says, the one area of concern is that if things get bad, she'll just bounce. Mm. Uh, He keeps making this problem about her reaction to his behavior, and it's not. The problem is your behavior, not her reaction to it. 
So he tells Emmanuel, oh, and there's this other thing here. Uh, when he locked her out, she slept at her ex-boyfriend's house. And Emmanuel's like, what? what, what? Yeah, that what? was a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Jose says, I wasn't, I've discovered he has a real weird way of talking. Like, he used the word tandem wrong in the <laughs> sentence. And, I mean, it, maybe it's just the English teacher in me, but I'm like, that's not how you say tandem. That's not how you use it. And then he says, I wasn't the most joyous when I heard that she had stayed at the... What, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, whatever. Who is but he he's talking like, for? He's like, I have no option but to trust her. Like, I just have to do it. And Emmanuel's like, okay, but keep your eyes open, dude. This mm-hmm. is a big decision. Okay. So later we have Rachel and Jose sitting down for lunch or dinner. I couldn't really tell. And they're talking about decision day. And Jose says he feels good. And he realizes that he didn't communicate well and he doesn't listen. And he needs to work on this. And Rachel says her worst fear is that they have another argument and it will be their last. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, now Jose, this takes a real weird turn. And Jose's going... When I was single, I was bored. Okay. (laughs) So Jose blames social media for commitment issues because he said singles just want to be out there partying and traveling and YOLO. And taking selfies. And Rachel's (laughs) like, back up a second. Like, I do this. I travel. I YOLO. The difference is I want to do it with you now, with my husband. Like, that's why people get married. Mm-hmm. And then she says she would like to be do a big trip every other year, like an international trip, like Switzerland. Oh, I would love to go to Switzerland. That sounds so unreasonable, especially because he's so fucking rich, according to him. Right. So she's like, I'd want to go to Switzerland or Thailand. I would love to go to Thailand, too. Like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Jose counters with the idea of a trip to Vegas or the luxurious San Antonio. <laughs> Because, I mean, San Antonio and, like, Thailand are, like, the same thing. Rachel literally bursts out laughing. And she's like, okay, but I, like, she's trying, I know what she's trying to do. She's trying to get this on the record and get this settled before Mm -hmm. decision day. Because she's like, okay, that's fine. We can shoot over to Vegas. We can head down to San Antonio. But that's not our trip. Yeah. That's not our trip. And so Rachel's telling the camera, like, here we go again. He's not listening. But I have to disagree with her there here because I wrote, no, Rachel, he's listening. Like, he hears you. He just doesn't agree with you. Yeah, his idea of a big trip would be to leave with travel within the U.S., basically. Right, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, she equates that with he's not listening. No, he's not agreeing. Maybe if she says, how about Hawaii? That's in the States. Or Puerto Rico, technically or what if, <laughs> Or what if she says, like, look, I get that international travel is not your thing. So why don't I do a big girl's trip every other year with my girlfriends? And we'll yeah. go to, we'll go YOLO in Thailand and put it all over social media. And then he'll be scared that he, she's going to cheat on him. That's yeah, he'll problem. be flipping out. Mm-hmm. Um, if traveling is this big of a passion for her, he needs to get on fucking board. Yeah. Period. Like, he doesn't know this, you know, traveling might crack him open to the world. You don't know what's in there. All right. Anyway. Okay. So, Rachel says he's not interested in traveling internationally. And she doesn't know what the hell to do because that has crushed a part of her. Mm -hmm. Yikes. 
So later they talk about parting ways the next night. And Rachel says it could be the last night in bed with Jose. And that makes me sad. But then she's like, oh, wait, according to my contract, I have to pretend I'm not going to say yes. Um, But I did see a side to Jose that I can't live with. <laughs> okay. And that's it. Now we're on to Johnny and Bao. Oh, Lord. So Johnny and Bao. Johnny and Bao. I just feel like they need a song. <laughs> so we get Bao. She's having lunch with a friend on. And her friend is trying to figure out, like, where it went wrong. Because it went from being on cloud nine on wedding day to where they are now. Whereas nowhere, you know, they're not even at surface yeah. level anymore. Nope. So Bao admits that they've had a lot of bad fights. Her friend asks her if she tried to de-escalate the situation. And Bao says she does, but apparently her method doesn't work for him. And it's because he hates her. That's he hates her. Why. Mm-hmm. So Bao says that Johnny has been taken to fire, taken to task, basically, by the experts, his family and his friends. And they all told him... To try. Just fucking try. Give Just her give it a, a shot, chance. Dude. Just give it a shot. So Anne is like, any reasonable adult would take the feedback from people that you love and you know well that have your best interests at heart, you would take that feedback in and try. And Bao mm-hmm. reveals that the only opinion that he took in was the one that validated his negative feelings and Confirmation that came bias. from... Her mm-hmm. best friend, that bitch Sarah. Yep, that bitch Sarah. You know, so, the story with Sarah, real quick, just changes all the time. Like, first Bao's like, you know, I don't have a lot of female friends, so I thought she'd be a good one. Then it's like, I've known her 20 years. Then it's like, Johnny and then knows it's like, her Johnny too. knows her too. And yeah. Like, who is this? Mythical I don't know. Sarah. Maybe we need boots on the ground. With, we need boots on the ground with Sarah. She's probably not even need, real. Yeah. She's probably like a producer. They call Sarah and they're blaming this on her. Maybe. <laughs> So she tells Anne, um, Sarah basically portrayed me as a man-eater. And Anne is like, why would she do that? Which is true. If she's really your friend, why would she do that? She yeah. Wouldn't she try? And if she's friends with both of them, wouldn't she try to be more diplomatic and be like, well, I know from past relationships she's been X, Y, and Z, but has she done this, this, or that? She has? Okay, so maybe she still hasn't learned, but has she, tell you, has she told you that she's trying? Yeah, she told me she's trying. Okay, so let's work with that. Instead, she was like, oh, that bitch crazy. I wouldn't date her yeah. myself. Not yeah. even, I wouldn't fuck her with your dick. I'm sorry. I just can't. Yeah, it's it's real bad, Sarah. Not a good look. So Bao feels betrayed that that bitch Sarah, her best friend of 20 years all of a sudden. So, and <laughs> of 20 years producer, and a year. We don't and know. And a year. <laughs> and so the friend tells producers that she's 100% disappointed for Bao because she came into the experiment with so much hope, and now it's taken a really bad turn. And that her usual upbeat self is gone, and she hasn't seen her this negative in a very long time. But at the, this point, Bao has shut down, and we could see it. She looks mm-hmm. defeated. She looks like she's done. Yeah, she's done. I mean, why Why would you not be done? This person is basically um, verbally abusing you. Yeah. Yeah. So we do get flashbacks of them, you know, about Johnny shooting darts in the apartment, you know, the beer night that she prepared, them skydiving, bowling. So it seems like they don't hate each other 24-7, just 23-6. So it's not so bad. <laughs> so Anne asks, what if on decision day he says yes and that he's going to change? Would there be room for forgiveness? And Bao 
the ultimate optimist says yes. He's so not going to say had, yes. It's like, <laughs> come on now. So she has a lot to think about, according to her, and very little time to figure it out. But you know that if he says yes, she's going to be all for it, thinking, oh, things are going to be great. And in Johnny's mind, we later find out, it's kind of like, well, yes, could be attentive and I could take it back if I want to. So it's like, what the yeah. hell are we he's talking not gonna about? Say, he's not going to say yes, because let's for, not forget, he told her, literally told her, he hated her when she was happy. Yeah. And also told her, we could have been dating for 15 years, and there's and a reason why we didn't. Yeah. I, did I didn't like think you. you were hot. Yeah. yeah I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... <laughs> So when we see Johnny, he's with his bros, Jarek and Kenny. So I got their names down. So Jarek, having... Jarek and Kenny. Jarek and Kenny. Okay. Right. And they're having beers and his friend goes, cheers to being married. And Johnny sighs and says, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it takes a sip. Johnny the downer, as always, just on time. So... Oh, Johnny, paired with a gorgeous, successful woman, you poor thing. Poor, poor thing. He tells producers that talking to Sarah is weighing heavily on him and it's messing with his head. And he just wants to make sure that he's making the right decision. You know, the decision to hate Bao, the one that we yeah. all want to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he wants to hear from his friends to make sure that everyone is on the same page, that Bao is a manipulative monster and that he's a victim. So he mm-hmm. wants to get reassurance mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, yep. So basically, his friends ask him, when did things start going south? And I'm like, the moment Day he one. saw her. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> and then Johnny says, it started going south during the honeymoon. He started seeing flags that irked him at the time. But as time went on, he kept seeing things he didn't like, you know, like her personality. And mm-hmm. we get the infamous flashback of him telling her that he's annoyed by her giddiness and joy. <laughs> You know, and other damaging evidence of Johnny complaining about Bao to other people and even telling Mm -hmm. her that she's putting 100% and he's putting 150%, which is so not true. So He's an asshole. So so over him. He mentions a trip that they took to their childhood home last week, so, Mm -hmm. or lack thereof, because there was no home for Bao. It had been demolished. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it was a little trailer. So, and he said she'd been through so much and it made him understand her more. And that was the first time in three weeks that he had deeper, a deeper meaning conversation with her. And he admits he felt something. Could it okay. be joy for Bao's pain? Could that be? Maybe. But also, that was the first time in three weeks he had a level three conversation with her per exactly. his request. Exactly. He's the one who wanted them to go back to high house the weather today. Exactly. Ugh. She's essentially his theory. Hey, Siri, what's the weather like today? It is 70 degrees, Johnny. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's currently 63 degrees. Is it 63 degrees in Manhattan? 53. It's so funny. My Siri just activated on its own. (laughs) So that's what Johnny wants about. So anyway... So his bros are like, dude, get your shit together before decision day. Yeah. Then the guys tell producers that he looks physically distraught and it's hard to see him in that state. And some someone of the guys says, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. So one of the guys, I think Jarek was the one that said it, the more chatty one of the, of the mm-hmm. two, says that he thinks Johnny has a picture in his mind of what a perfect marriage should be and that he needs that person to check every single box. Every single box. And he needs to learn 
what are deal breakers and what are things he could kind of live with? Yes. Which is like, I don't know if he could figure that out. Yeah. So Johnny complains that he's starting to become somebody he doesn't understand. So his other buddy pipes up and says, well, that doesn't mean you should be running away. You're becoming a guy that's a guy for the better. I mean, you would hope that that's, she's pushing you to realize what you don't like about yourself and Mm -hmm. what could work and what could work in a relationship should you commit to that. So then Shady Jarek points out the other guy you've been, um, the other guy you've been has been single. And so you need to give a little compromise. So basically he's saying, yeah, whatever you did before didn't work for you. This is why you're here. So they ask him, there's still, there's still a chance. And he says, Ooh, that's a rough question. Let's not forget. Johnny is the man who in episode what two? admitted that he likes damaged broken women who are like cleaners and need yeah need need him he didn't get that in bow no she's too self-efficient but notice the first time he saw her as broken or damaged is when she was vulnerable to him about that's when he loved her he loved that he loved that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he could fix her so He's who's a the Frank and Further here? Is it Bao or is it Johnny? He's he a sociopath. <laughs> so then Johnny tells producers, after sighing heavily, of course, because he has to be super fucking dramatic, mm-hmm. that this point those guys could talk him into buying a timeshare, basically. <laughs> Which, I don't know if that's the quality you want in a friend. No. I don't know. Okay, Whatever. You want so a friend he, who will talk you out of a timeshare. Exactly. Not so the other that. friend is like, not trying to change your mind, but you are basing this relationship on two months and being in front of cameras. So this is yeah. the second time that cameras are mentioned because when Michaela's meeting with her sister, her sister does ask her, so what was it like for you guys to be alone without Dr. Peppers, without producers? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're, you know, mentioning mm-hmm. the camera, you know, which yep. is not, I guess, what they essentially wants because i know that in other reality shows like on bravo housewives they don't like to acknowledge that this is a tv show it's like, right let's pretend like when they let's say pretend. it's a producer they're like they cut that out so it's right crazy. so anyway they try to convince him not to give up so quickly cut to a brand so this brand off-brand pop song what's keeping me from loving you <laughs> as johnny pouts and turns the shade of tomato we don't know you're an idiot i'm like oh boy this music (laughs) so later on in the episode you see a very glittery and dressed up she's all glammed out hot man what was going on shoes are amazing the dress is beautiful yep she's all shimmery and johnny is in the back room of this restaurant and johnny tells producers if his jaw could drop it'd be on the floor she looks great because even he was like holy crap and she said see i thought yeah. i was gonna bring it i'm gonna dress up yeah. so she showed compliments up compliments her mm-hmm. that was gracious and thanks him and they start you know setting up the day to sit down so Val starts talking about all the ups and downs because they always have to hash on how horrible they are together and everything mm-hmm. but they're because they have to overanalyze everything they have to overanalyze mm-hmm. everything and that there hasn't been any deal breakers for her I'm like, okay. um, what about him saying he hates you? What about the part when he said the best part about our vacation was that I didn't interact with you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. You know, no deal breaker so far. But he has enjoyed hanging out and she says, and she asks him about his feelings about decision day. So, 
he mentions the meeting he had with the two groomsmen earlier, which were the guys we were talking about, and that they encouraged him to explore this. And I'm using quotation mm-hmm. marks. Mm-hmm. And it thinks and that they think that's a good idea to explore this. Mm-hmm. You know, give the marriage a chance. Yep. So Bao says she could see a world where she could be happy with him. I'm like, which fucking world no. is this? No. Mm-mm. And are we on shrooms? Because nope. then I want in. Yes. What is happening? I don't know. We're in the upside down. Down is up, up is down. I don't know. She talks about her and Johnny and, and though they've had their ups and downs and these conversations. And the thing, how her parents stuck it out. So this is a cakewalk. So it's not a big deal. But it's like, yeah, but it, I'm guessing that your mom wanted to be with your dad despite his PTSD. Or as Johnny doesn't want to be with you and there's right. really no reason for right. it. He like, just doesn't like you. Like a lot of parents who stay together and fight through hard times are, you know, they there's been love there between mm-hmm. them at some point. There's never been love here. Oh, God. Okay. So, Bao hopes they can look back and laugh at the good times. Then Bao points out that they used the easels to make the painting, you know, that almost exploded Johnny's vein because being painted, it had to be... Oh, are you talking about Johnny's vein? Let's kill her. Kill her with the easel. Stab her in the throat. Anyway. And then she talks about they did the darts just once. And, you know, and Johnny claims his, you know, he clears his throat and shifts in his seat because, you know, she's speaking the truth and he doesn't know how to combat her in that. Mm-hmm. So you can just tell that his rage is being awoken. He's it's just simmering. like gearing up. Mm-hmm. Like the vein is starting to form. Mm-hmm. Get so her. they call it a night. <laughs> <laughs> and they had their separate ways. So, yes. so this is later on because they're in. After the dinner, they do go home in a later scene, mm-hmm. and they have this chat. They're, like, having stiff drinks for some reason, like, really mm-hmm. late at night, and then they go to separate rooms. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> Bell then has a heart-to-heart with producers and reflects on saying that at one point, she remembers saying she was really lucky to be marrying Johnny. Side note, mm-hmm. the feeling is not mutual. No. There's that. And Bell still doesn't know what her decision will be. Then we see Johnny struggling with his electric toothbrush. He's, like, so taken aback. Like, if you see his face, it's like a comedia del arte. He's like, oh, my God, the battery doesn't Oh, my God, he's, like, devastated. And he has to fumble and get a regular toothbrush, non-electronic. Oh, my God, what is wrong with the world? I know. Because don't forget. Don't forget they kind of dropped this thread, but he's a crazy germaphobe. Don't forget. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. he should be happy that he has a new toothbrush now. Yeah. So then he tells producers bullshit about whether he should or should not stay married to Belle. Shut up, Johnny. I don't care. And then the song that closes up the scene goes, I don't know if I can live without you. Barf. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, again, Bao is a task oriented person who's Mm -hmm. been given this task and is going to see it through. Yep. But she's doing it at her own peril. Like this is, I I hope she just tells him fuck off on decision day. That'd be great. Hey, Johnny, when you're happy, it makes me want to throw up. Fuck off. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay. All right, so now we have a group scene. This is the final scene here. Mm-hmm. They gather in the game room of the building. And Michaela says, this could be the last time they come together as couples, and it's really sad. And Gil said, 
I'm interested to pick people's brains to see how, see how they're feeling. So he throws, he decides he's going to throw the question out there. I feel like we have been watching Gil's audition tape to be the host of something. Yeah. For the past three episodes. Maybe to be the next Bachelor or something. Well, you know it should be unfiltered. Don't get me started there on Jamie mm. Leotis. Um, love you, Jamie Leotis. So Jose <laughs> says... Really guys. She's not J-Lo. <laughs> so jose says he and rachel need to work on their communication so so gil's putting it out there like how's everybody feeling what's the mood let's do a temperature check jose's like rachel and i need to work on you know our communication but you know if you don't see the marriage prolonging you know it's been a great journey you know yeah and we've learned a lot you know so it's been good you know okay okay Gil says he would say no if wifey continues to live like she's single. She refuses to change and he feels that's selfish. If she's not willing to change, that would make him say no. Now, I want to point something out here. Johnny jumps to her defense immediately. Yeah. Just like he did last week. Remember I told you on Unfiltered. Mm -hmm. He and Ryan, Potato, both jumped to mirrorless defense. I don't know what is going on here. I don't know if Gil is, is as beloved by his male co-stars. That's what I'm thinking. As he is I'm by the female world. That Gil is playing it up for the camera. He's trying to be the nice guy and make Mirla look like the spoiled brat. And everybody's yeah. like, we see Mirla. She's a strong, independent woman. She's badass. Like, why are you knocking I her? don't know but Ryan last week was very adamant he was like you know if Mirla said half the shit to Gil that he says to her on camera she would have been canceled by now so yeah I don't know and Johnny jumps to her defense immediately okay so Brett is like well I'm married to potato so I'm out all right so then we <laughs> move on potato says he's been trying to sit back and just I don't know let these feelings come to him but nothing yet Gil says, you have to consider the other person and you have to tell them what you want. And he's like looking right at Potato. Johnny says, if he sees potential, he might say yes. Okay, so now we have this weird exchange with Bao and Zach. So Bao says it takes two people to start the marriage, but only one to end it. And she came working, she came in this working 100%, blah, blah, blah. Zach goes, if, now, Leslie, I'm going to explain this to you as he said it. Yeah, okay. I I still don't understand. I saw three times. Yeah. Zach says, if he says yes, it means it's been working these past eight weeks. If he says no, it means it hasn't been working. But it could work. Okay. So Bao, Bao calls him out on this Thank weird you. bullshit. And he's like, look, if I say yes, it means the eight weeks have been great. And let's continue. Okay, that's... that." Bao says, I could not handle it emotionally if Johnny said no. Bao tells the camera, I have no idea what Zach is thinking. I think he's planning on telling the world, hey, look, I'm single. But hey, Michaela, let's continue to screw around. She nailed it. She nailed it. She nailed it. Michaela now tries to defend Zach and this crazy logic. And she's like, look. I get it. I thought this was weird, too. Like, a no on decision day is rejection, in my opinion. But after talking to Zach, I think I've, I've 
you know, come to some kind of conclusion here that it could just be a beginning. Like, she's talking in circles, too. He has her completely After brainwashed. climaxing about four times, I realize <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Like, Michaela, come on. Val says, this is dumb. If it's a no, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And Johnny says, Bao is making it very clear that a no on decision day is a no for this marriage, no matter what. And I wrote, no shit. I wrote, are we doing this now? Are the group of men who think they can just leave the apartment and come and go as they please and run home when they're scared now think that they could say no on decision day and it doesn't mean the end of their marriage? Is this what we're doing now? Yeah, basically. Oh my God. Leslie, I have a question here for you. Mm -hmm. Is this a millennial thing? Are you a millennial? I am a millennial. Is this sadly, a millennial thing? For my people, I must say that we do like to keep our options open. Okay. And cause... that our parents babied us to the point where we cannot make our own decisions. <laughs> so things have to be made for us. The views of Leslie TJ are not the views of Six Degrees of Reality TV. <laughs> To be fair, I am an older millennial. I'm a zennial. I'm a Gen Xer and things are either open or closed. It's either no, yes or no. there's a gray Black area for us. We, okay. we teeter-totter on that gray okay. area and we you know wear tinted roses when it's convenient okay. yeah we talk All in right. circles a lot it's really frustrating i relate more to the gen xers because i feel like they're no bullshit and they'll tell you how it is yeah. whereas we try to be so nice to the point where it's like we're not even making sense anymore no we're super cynical we're yeah. like mm. i love that okay <laughs> so they have a toast and mirla looks visibly uncomfortable because i feel like she kind of hates some of these people Mm -hmm. I mean, we know she hates Bao. We know that. Yeah. Okay. So Gil now asks the crowd, what have they learned about themselves that they didn't know? Brett says, I set out to have a really open mind. Now I want you to listen to this, and then I'm going to say what I think is going on here. Okay. Brett says, I set out to have a really open mind, and when I was faced with, with it, I did it. I kept the open mind, and I'm really proud of myself. I have a theory... And people on the Facebook groups have been coming for me in droves about this. They hate me. <laughs> I have a theory that behind the scenes, their political differences were a problem. I think so, too. I think, and guys, I don't care. But I think she's a liberal and he's a Trumper. And I think that it's just not going to work. No matter what side you're on, it's just not going to work. And she, And he's probably trying to be like, I don't want to come off like a kooky Trumper, so I'm just going to say that I'm open-minded, but this crazy liberal over here won't yes. even take a stab at it. I yep. think that that's what's happening. Yeah, and we know, like, he has said that he doesn't really care about politics, mm -hmm. but she has said that she really cares about politics. And social justice, essentially. And social justice. So when she was like, I told myself to have an open mind, and I did it, I think she's talking about politics there. Yeah. Like I, I had an open mind. I dated someone with an opposing view, and it's just not and I work. did it. You know, yeah. So Rachel says, in the past, she has thought that fights equal a breakup. But you know what? I had a severe argument with someone, and I decided not, not to break up. And look, we're perfect. Okay. Block number two. Bao says she embodied a lot more patience than she thought she ever could. And she, she is amazing at she, she really is. Him. And she worked on being more kind. Johnny says he learned he is not the calm, chill, cool, even keeled guy that he thought he was. He realizes he's an emotional wreck. And Mirla pipes up. 
immediately was like, me too, Johnny. Me too, Johnny. I'm with you. Those two yeah. have a connection. I'm telling you, it's weird. Zach says, me too. I thought I was calm, calm but nope. I cried a ton. And then he says, are you ready for this? Drum roll. He says, I thought my critical thinking skills were top notch, <laughs> but I've learned they're not. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I like, moved away from the mic so I wouldn't <laughs> laugh into it. Critical uh, thinking, like his logic makes no sense. It makes, I'm telling you, I don't know what season Zach and Mindy were on. The previous Zach and Mindy, but the Zach of that season did the same bullshit. It was like this crazy. sounds like one of those horrible SATs math problems where yes. it makes absolutely yes. no logical yes. sense, and you'll never yep. need this anyway in the future. Nope, nope. You'll never need to know how fast that train leaves San no, Antonio and gets cares? to Las Vegas. You'll never need to know. Jesus Christ. So Gil says he learned that he is able to be vulnerable with someone, and he never was able to do that in the past. So then they have a big toast, and they're like, we love us, I love us. And Mirla, straight face the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, she's not into this. Where's my check? Yep. I leave. All right, next time on. So we see, so we get the, everybody has seen this preview by now, probably. Mm-hmm. It's the decision day preview. So we see Jose trying to explain why he locked Rachel out. And he says, when shit hits the fan... She is going to bolt. I'm worried about that. Again, he's trying to change that narrative. Not working. Uh, We see Bao saying she's not sure what to do. Zach and his craziness says he sees today as a beginning for us. And then we see him sobbing and saying, outside of my mom, you're the most amazing woman I know. And she's like crying like. (laughs) Yep. Gil says we consummated the marriage already. Mirla smiles. Yeah, Mirla... Well, she, she smells like she wants to, like, punch him in the gut. Yes, like, oh, like, oh come on, dude. Mirla says, we do not align in what we want. Mm-hmm. Brett says, we don't see much of Ryan and Brett at all. Yeah. We just see a little snippet from Brett where she goes, it felt really different. So I don't know if she's talking about, like, a time when his behavior shifted that she thinks he was involved with somebody else. Because that whatever his sister told her is in her brain. Yeah. And then Pastor Cal takes off his glasses and says, what the heck was that? To Dr. Pepper. I guarantee you he's talking about Zach. Probably. Don't you think? Because it makes no sense. He's probably saying, you know, we had, she's so explosive. She's so unpredictable. I couldn't handle it. But she's such an amazing woman. I don't know what I would do without her. So I'm saying yes. Yeah. Or he's probably like, I'm saying no, but I want to see you still. Yeah, but I'm saying no like because I didn't like the last eight weeks, but I could like the next eight weeks. So I'm going to say no, but yes. Okay. I don't know. I'm that's saying that's no just... to the show, but I'm saying yes in my heart. Well, <laughs> when I say heart, I mean my dick. So, yeah. That just, that's my guess. He could also, it could equally apply to Ryan. Because yeah. he could just be like, what the hell, dude? This guy's... Like, you reactivated your freaking Tinder? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? It's ridiculous. So... You signed a contract to be on the show. Yeah, she did. So so that's it. I do have a mini spoiler. So if you don't yes. want to hear it, just fast forward like 30 seconds. It, it's... What it is, it's, it's on Maths Fan on Instagram. And it is a description of next week's... Or the reunion. The first episode of the reunion. Okay? And it's like... You know, the experts talk to two couples about their relationship, blah, blah, blah. 
and a a new relationship blooms between two cast members. Mm. So I think Bao and Zach are seeing each other. Yeah, that could be it. And Bao, been hearing about it. Bao loves to overanalyze everything, so I could see how she would be a good match for Zach. And she loves to bang, and so does he. Johnny said she loves to bang. Can't like she's insatiable. Yeah. So, which okay. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be so rough. If that is the announcement, Michaela's face is gonna be epic. Just keep your eye out for her facial expressions because yeah. she cannot keep her thoughts off of her face. No, it'll it'll. They they probably have to sedate her before she goes into this. They probably have to separate her, like put her in a separate segment, like without yeah. them being together, because she yeah. might lose it. Yep. So that's it, Leslie. Can you think of anything we missed? No, I think that was it because it was a lot of like, oh, but we're four days away or we're X mm-hmm, days away and mm-hmm. let's go to flashbacks. And remember that time you made me mad? Guys, it was a when, lot of that. when all is said and done, this season is going to be 19 episodes. Too many episodes. Actually, if you count the like matchmaking special, it's 20. That's, that's insane. We don't need all this content. A lot of it is just rehashing, restating the same thing. These brave people decided to marry at first sight. They're incredibly flawed and wrong for each other, but we think they'll be great TV. And it's every fucking episode. It's like, yes, we get it. And my husband, and my husband, and the way we weaponize marriage. It's like, so, this so, club that you all want to pledge and join. Like you, I want to be married. Like, you don't have to be married. You don't have please. to be married. So let's do a last minute temperature check. I will <gasps> say the I will say the person and you say you predict what they're gonna say on decision day. Yes okay. or no. Okay. okay. All right. Michaela. Yes. Zach. No. Mm, look at you. He's gonna have a caveat to that though. Okay. I think I'm gonna go yes, yes with them. Okay. Okay. Johnny. No. Bow. Yes. Okay. I feel like she's committed all the way through and she's going to test him. I think it's going to depend. If they let Johnny give his answer first, she'll say no. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mirla. Yes. Gil. I'm going to say yes, but I feel like it's not going to happen, though. I know. I don't I feel know like what you'll to say think. it, but then it won't happen. Like it won't last. I know. I don't know what to think about them. I, I just, oh, I want it to work out. Because sometimes it seems like their issues are being jumped up for camera purposes. So I can't tell if that's how he really feels. And like behind the scenes, he's a little snarkier and a little meaner to her than what we're seeing. And she mm-hmm. just plays it off on camera. Like she doesn't want to be seen losing her cool. She doesn't want to pull Michaela. So maybe. maybe there's that going on that we're not seeing. But I want to say that they do want to be together. But it's it's hard. I can also see her being the type of person who's just like, like she's not an overly emotional person. Mm-hmm. So like she'll just get there and she'll be real logical and be like, nah, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. I don't sure. know. I don't know. Okay. Rachel. Yes. Jose. Yes. Ugh. Somebody Table slapped me mess. across the face when that's happening. <laughs> They're horrible. And finally, Brett. Oh, he's going to say no. Well, she's going to say no, because she's like, he's doing nothing. And Ryan. will say no, because he's on a dating app, so. <laughs> Ryan's already know. Ryan's already engaged to somebody else. <laughs> he's already moved on. He doesn't give a shit. 
Ryan, I see through you, motherfucker. I know what's going on here. You're not fooling anybody. You're not the sweetheart. Mm-mm. No, she's not blonde and petite enough for you. And that's nope. the issue. Nope. All right, guys. So Leslie and I were talking at the beginning of the episode before we started recording about possible ideas for some extra content. Maybe when this season's over, we're thinking maybe of going back and watching. Is it season six? Season six in Boston. Season six in Boston, which is the infamous season with John and Molly when John hooks up with Dr. Jessica. Um, so we're thinking about doing that in honor of the next real season, which is season 14. In Boston. Again. Going to be in Boston. So it's been eight years. So we were thinking eight seasons, not eight years, eight seasons. So we're thinking of doing that. Come at us and please let us know if you'd be interested in hearing us cover a back season. Um, we would probably take a week or two off between and then start that up. But you know, if if there's not a lot of interest, we'll just pick up with the next season. We got to yeah, see what everybody wants. I mean, yeah. we like this. We like talking to each other. Yeah, but you know, we, we do. don't we don't know if everybody else likes to hear us. So, <laughs> all right, Leslie. So why don't you tell everyone um, where they can find you? You can find me on the gram, as the kids say, my millennial brothers and sisters. What year were you born? What year? Jesus Christ! Don't make me admit it. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, I'm 77. <laughs> so I you get like the cool generation with like Winona Ryder and all those people. We're not cool. We're jaded as fuck. And we <laughs> are like terrorized by everything. And the sex in the city women are like older Gen Xers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not me, representative yeah. of the sample. Um, but you get to like go to weddings and bookstores and rock a rug rat sweatshirt, which you have on right now. I am wearing one because I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. I'm a 90s baby. Well, 80s baby, 90s kid. So I get like a little bit of both. So you can find me on the Instagram and Twitters at Sinister Girls. Remember, there's no S in girls. It's a Z because, you know, I'm, I love to be trendy. I guess. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. This I came up with the same 20 years ago, you guys. So yeah. cut me some slack. I was in high school. Um, so, yeah, so you can find me there. And that's where I do my interview music podcast. And I have all kinds of different artists on there. And we're gearing up for our 20th anniversary, which is coming up January 2022. So, awesome. be on the lookout for that. And, awesome. Amy, where can we find you? So, I am at Gen X This Is Why, which is a podcast that I do with my sister. And we look back on like movies and television shows from our Gen X childhood and talk about how they royally fucked us up. So, we, we're doing Little House on the Prairie right now, but we also do um, movies like we did Pretty in Pink and Heathers and Dirty Dancing. I love those movies. See, these are all movies that I grew up with. Yes, and I loved them too, and it was a lot of fun to rewatch them. And um, this week, I think it's going to be next week, I'm not sure, I'm doing a crossover with Untitled Gen X Podcast, and we're going to talk about the episode of Saved by the Bell when Jesse's on speed. <gasps> yes. <gasps> Yes. 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 Yep. Perfect. That was perfect. I've been doing that since I was a child. Thank you. So we're going to talk about that. I'm super excited. And my sister, who's four years older than me, is like, I don't even know what Saved by the Bell is. I don't even fucking care. I mean, there's like a new iteration now. I haven't seen it yet. No, it's trash. It's trash. No. Oh, I don't tell Um, you that. It's all trash. I'm hoping uh, that it'd be good. I mean, the the original is not that great, if you think about it, but it was good. I'm kind of an Mm Xennial, which is like that weird... 
cohort of like 77 to 83. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm into Save by the Bell. I liked it. it oh, great. I have the Funko Pops. Rest in peace, Stephanie. All right, guys. So thanks for listening so much. Follow us on Instagram. That's pretty much where we hang out. We're not really on Facebook at all. Uh, it's on the gram. I'm always ranting about potatoes on there. So free, feel free to follow us. And I make memes occasionally. I should, we should post that Rocky Horror one. That yes. <laughs> yes. We do do some memes um, when we can. When, when we, we can. can. So. All right. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.